Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. The 135th edition of the Four Corners podcast starts right now. Black holding high, goes to Darty. Darty and the double team, gives it back to Black with 20 seconds left to play. Goes back to Michael Jordan, jumper from out on the left, good! Rebounded by Weber. Michigan out of timeout. Weber front court, Carolina with foul. He takes the timeout, they're out of timeout. Technical foul, technical foul on Michigan. Ed Corbett says he can run the baseline, hands in the ball. Brown gets it into Williams. Here comes Williams front court. Williams on the drive. Gets it back out to him. Long outside shot. Short rebounded. May. It's over. Carolina has won the national championship. 89-72. And how about them Tar Heels? They are the national champions. Matthews off the mark. And this year, the confetti is going to fall for North Carolina. They're not going to be denied this time. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Four Corners Podcast. We are powered by Carolina Electrical Services. Josh and Anthony back with you guys today. No conference realignment talk on this edition of the pod, but we do have another stressful situation to talk about regarding a recruit that's already committed to Carolina basketball. We do have some closing notes at the end of the show we'll get to a little bit later as well, but we start Every edition of the sh- uh, uh, of the show, as we do with the pod thought of the day, and this one we go to Zen Master and eleven time NBA champion head coach Phil Jackson, um, who was quoted as saying, "You can't force your will on people. If you want them to act differently, you need to inspire them to change themselves." and uh, you know, I don't know how this really directs to, to either one of us indirectly or directly because, well, we're both pretty awesome. So I don't want to change how we act. So we inspire wow, the, uh, the audience to, to be as equally awesome. Wait a, se- wait a second. So you're basically trying to make the point out of the gate of a podcast that where our numbers are currently growing that we are better than all the people that listen no, to us. No, we're just, we're just already awesome. And we're inspiring everybody else to be equally or more awesome than we are. Okay. All right. I just wanted to make sure there because that I, I wanted to clarify because that did not sound great. No, I would never talk down to the audience. Out. Um, we're trying to uplift the audience. So now let's let's get just right in. That was a heavy sigh right there. Yeah, because I don't really want to talk about this. I know. I know. This was this was painful just having you talk about just actually doing this podcast this was a debate for a little bit back and forth on what we should on whether or not we should actually do this podcast yeah because i didn't want to get into it but we basically now we don't have a choice um last weekend over the fourth of july holiday uh jamie shaw from on three sports uh he reported that we could see a potential decommitment from gregory gg jackson um in the near future and reopen his recruitment with the belief that he would commit back to his home state of South Carolina. This has now later developed with Jamie Shaw specifically, where on that on three recruiting site, he has now flipped his uh, 
his landing spot from the Carolina to where he ultimately believes that Jackson will decommit and then re and then and then commit to the Gamecocks. David Sisk, a recruiting analyst for Tar Heel Illustrated, he reported saying that while Jackson is sold on being a part of Carolina basketball, sold on being a Tar Heel, sold on Hubert Davis for all the reasons that we know why he committed to Carolina in the first place. It's his parents who wishes that he would play a little bit closer to home. Jackson then, after all this reported over the weekend, he took to Instagram Live, it was either Saturday or Sunday, to to clarify that he is a, he's committed to UNC and has no has no business or, or, or no intentions on decommitting from Carolina anytime soon. Of course, that Jamie Shaw flipping the, the landing spot has come after he clarified his own recruitment. Why is this a big deal for Carolina? Uh, well, if you go back to when we were following his recruitment from the beginning. Oh, I thought you were asking me an actual question. No. Okay. I mean, still talking to the audience. Not yet. All right. Hold on. Um, is, is that Jackson is considered to be the number one recruit in, in all but like one recruiting service so far in the 2023 class. He'd be the first number one player for UNC since they brought in Harrison Barnes all the way back in 2010, which that's a pretty long time for a program, the stature of Carolina's. Uh, of, of Carolinas. You add in Simeon Wiltshire, who's been committed to Carolina longer than Jackson, but um, they do believe that they were always somewhat of a package deal, even though Wiltshire did commit you know, some six to eight months before Gregory Gigi Jackson did. And so a, a decommitment from Jackson could mean a decommitment from Wiltshire, who also happens to be a five-star recruit. And right now, yep. yeah. those are the only two guys committed to Carolina's 2023 class. Not worrisome because um, it's it's a, it's a longer recruiting cycle with basketball. It, it works a lot different. Big class as well, the class before. Um, and, and so... Hubert Davis is going to really spend this month really trying to fill out his class as the last bit of AAU tournaments really pick up here in July and August before we get back into school. Um, and so it's not, you know, th- that's a little bit of a reason to be to be worried. We under we knew that Jackson, before South Carolina fired Frank Martin, there was a strong connection there. And many believed, and I think I was of the opinion that had they not fired Frank Martin, he might have been a Gamecock because mm-hmm. Frank, as we've seen since he took South Carolina to the Final Four in 2017, while that program hasn't achieved very much on the court, very relatable to kids. He's an old-school type of coach who still connects to the to the kids of today. He's also a really good coach that was stuck at a spot that you just— you Hard to really, win at, South Carolina. And he took them to a Final Four. So, I mean— yeah, I, I, there's a reason why he was considering them. Um, and now we're, now he's at uh, UMass, South Carolina. They hired their new coach, whose name is slipping my mind I, as, as, as we record. A guy from a mid-major but does have ties to the area, um, but doesn't have the same relationship as, as, as Frank Martin did with Jackson. So... And Lamont, Lamont Paris. Well, yeah, yeah, Lamont Paris is that name. So the the first real question is is should we be concerned about him decommitting? And I think Saturday when I first saw this on the on on social media, I thought no, this is just someone wanting to get some clout, wanting to get some you know just trying to get some clickbait over the holiday weekend, whatever. But 
considering the fact that David Sisk, a guy that uh, is very well connected mm-hmm. with the Tar Heel recruiting world, um, breaks down these athletes, has contact with them and stuff like that, and, and we've seen how much parents influence where kids go, and, and the fact that Jackson's going to be a one-and-done regardless where he goes. Whether he comes to Carolina, um, you know, and, and has a great spectacular season. Now, if he comes to UNC, you would imagine he'd be the face of the team because of, with, with what Carolina's bringing back this year, that means a mass exodus the following season. But really hard to, to leave a long-lasting legacy at North Carolina, whereas if he if he decommits and commits to a home state, South Carolina gives Lamont Paris a, a really big-time recruit mm-hmm. and does something, whether he, he helps them upset a number 1 team or you know make a run in the SEC tournament. Hell, lead South Carolina to the NCAA tournament. That will be a long-lasting impact, a long-lasting legacy for Gregory G.G. Jackson as, as a member of South Carolina. So I think now, five days later after the first report about him potentially being de- uh, decommitting from Carolina – We've got to be at least somewhat concerned that this could be happening down the road. Oh, I mean, there's legitimacy behind this. First of all, I mean, I'm not quite as, quite as, uh, I, I wouldn't, I, I don't even know. I, I don't hold as much vitriol towards Jamie Shaw as some of these people do. I think there are some people that believe that he has no credibility, has no sources. No, we've seen this dude. He's been around a lot of these big events. I don't doubt that he knows people around these programs. He he knows the state of South Carolina well. My thinking with this, and this is something that we heard from Sisk, we saw from him, he said that this is something that seems to involve the parents heavily. Yep. That they maybe aren't quite as on board with his pick of Carolina, they they would prefer him to stay close to home in South Carolina, um, which I guess in a roundabout way makes some sense. But at the same time, this is a guy that's preparing to go to prep school for at least a portion of the year. That's what's confusing me is, okay, they want him to stay close to home for college, but they're okay with sending him to a prep school. Also, keep in mind, he does not have a prep school picked out at this point. Yep. He has visited a few. He has not found a prep school. That is that is a little it's a little strange, especially considering we thought that one was pretty easy. If he was going to a prep school, he was going to follow his head coach Eric Stoneman and go to Oak Hill. It would make a ton of sense. That's Which, a legitimate that that is a a historic basketball power, that and Carolina, they're still that good. That Carolina has a long recruiting right. success going there. So if he goes to Oak Hill, Notion would still believe that Gregory Jackson's going to end up in Chapel Hill. Yeah, I mean, look, I think is there pull f- e- for e- him to even, be? Even, even IMG, if he ends up at IMG, guess who Carolina got from IMG? I on mean, the they, they've got guys, Montverde, they've got, look, that's a guy that will be important in this recruitment moving forward. Armando Baycott will be a guy that is going to talk to him. Now, the concern for me, and I saw this from both David Sisk and Cheryl McMillan from inside Carolina, they both talked about the fact that this does not seem to be a G.G. Jackson thought. I Look, there may be part of him that wonders, should I stay home, should I play for South Carolina, and should I be the guy to elevate this program? But I think he really, really likes Hubert Davis 
Well, and also and the Toriel program. If he asked former South Carolina products who were big time recruits who chose Carolina over their home state, i.e., Bryce Johnson, i.e., Seventh Woods, who actually did transfer back to South Carolina and then transferred out of South Carolina exactly. and ended up at Morgan State, they would tell you that for the best decision for your basketball career, as tough as it is to stay home, would be to go play at North Carolina for every reason in the world that already exists. Well, he's the number one player in the country. Look, you mentioned, first of all, that it's been a long time since Carolina's landed a number one recruit in the country. To to us, it's been a long time. Yeah, but here's the other thing about that. Ultimately, that doesn't really matter all that much because, look, you you landed Cole Anthony a couple years ago. He was the number two player. Are we really saying that there's that much drop-off? It's really just which do the sites prefer. A ranking, I, I have had this argument multiple times with people on the football side of things. A ranking does not mean anything. Go back and look, what was the star rating on Luke May coming out of high school? What was the star rating on Cam Johnson coming out of high school? Would you trade any of those guys for other five stars? Because you you're, nothing is guaranteed. But yes, this would be huge for Carolina. What does it mean if he was to decommit? Now that's the scary part. Because as we've we've sort of heard this multiple times, that him and Simeon Wiltshire are kind of a package deal. The thing that's very interesting is what you mentioned, which was that Simeon Wiltshire committed about six to eight months before Gregory Jackson did. In that post that David Sisk was talking about, um, the, the, the rumor, he said that it feels weird because there was it, it took a while for Gigi Jackson to convince his parents to allow him to commit to North Carolina. Do you know what that time span was? It's like 6 to 8 months. Yeah. So, but it was also a very so, intense recruiting process that he had to Right. But what I'm saying is is that timeline would basically line up with him and Wiltshire meeting on campus, meeting somewhere at some point, talking on social media, whatever, and coming together and saying, look, we should be a package deal at Carolina. Wiltshire pulled the trigger, went through with it, whatever. Maybe Gigi wanted to, and his family said, look, you need to hold You need to hold on. Because remember, there was a time where it felt inevitable that he was going to commit to Carolina. Yep. Then Duke got involved. You had that little back and forth where it was like, well, whoever wins the Final Four game gets him or whatever. Which I don't think that was a real thing either. I think I, I don't think he would have automatically committed to Duke on the spot because of that. Um, but it's just this is this is one of those commitments that I I feel like we are in for a long ride here. Well, this, this will be one until he signs that letter of intent. You you should you should you should have you should be a little clenched. I'm not gonna lie. You should be a little a, a little nervous. I'm not saying f- completely freak out, but this is one that wh- wh- whatever direction it goes, I would not be stunned by by either one of them. This is a recruitment that is a is a great example of what drove Roy Williams out of coaching. Is because a lot like you have to do with your own roster, where you have to re, you know recruit your roster throughout the season with the, the the popularity of the transfer portal, which Carolina has used to its benefit so far in the last two seasons. Right. It's the same thing with the kids you're recruiting in high school. 
where you're basically even though even though they've they've quote unquote verbally committed to you, nothing matters until they sign that well, that's, letter. That's nothing different. That that, that that's but, been going on for years. But that the problem is not with changed. this one is kind of like it kind of mirrors like when um when 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 King Jackson chose Michigan over Kansas. And four years later, his mom was like, well, we would have much rather him played for you, Coach, than, than Michigan. And Roy was like, well, that's great and all, but he he didn't play for me. Yep. And this is one of those things where his parents could literally force his hand to where he doesn't want to be at South Carolina. He wants to be at North Carolina because he knows, as should their parents know, the best exposure for him, the be- the place is going to get him most NBA ready in one season is Carolina. It's it's not South Carolina. You're not going to play in bigger games at South Carolina. You are going to North Carolina. Well, yeah, and can we get that notion out? I saw plenty of people, mainly Duke and State fans, saying that look, you go to North Carolina, it's going to tank your stock. Have you? Can you tell me the last player to be drafted out of South Carolina? I can tell you that one because it's 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 a pretty obvious one. It's one that's rather famous around. The local area. That's Sindarius Thornwell, who was drafted in the second round. Yeah, I was going to say either him or PJ Dozier. It's got to be. It's got to be somewhere in that range. Here's the problem with these guys that go to these. This is not working out the way that it had sometimes in the past. Even just recently, we we saw. Look, man, we saw Ben Simmons get it done. He still got drafted high. Team didn't make the tournament, but he still got drafted high because they looked at him as a rare prospect. We saw it with Markel Fultz. Now his his career got derailed because of injury. That he was still a legitimate prospect, everything like that. His Washington team sucked. They were terrible. They won nine games. So it can be done. But now you're starting to see there are a few guys that have chosen to go the HBCU route, which look, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I get that. That makes perfect sense to me that you want to represent HBCUs, and it's. I think it's great, but their draft stock doesn't always stay that high just because you're the number one prospect or you're a five-star coming out. And then another one, Patrick Baldwin Jr. Yep. Look at how bad his stock dropped. And again, I'm not questioning his decision. He went and played for his father, but... It is far from a guarantee that you can go there and automatically succeed. And here's my thing. This is what would really, really pee me, get me PO'd and should get Hubert Davis PO'd if it actually happens. If he comes out and actually reclassifies, I would be livid because you had that spot open. Now people are saying, well, we don't have that spot open because we took Pete Nance. Folks... And this is not a slight at Pete Nance. Uh, this is the dude on this podcast that wanted him the most, even over Matthew Mayer. He had that option. He had to have been presented that option. He said he did not want to reclassify. He quoted multiple tweets on social media that we retweeted and saying, I am not reclassifying. I am staying in the 2023 class. If he was to reclassify... I would be livid if I was Hubert Davis, well, and rightfully so. And also, um, who would we rather have on our roster for this season? Would we rather have Pete Nance, or would we rather have Gregory G. I mean, Jackson? look, I, I'm going to tell you, I, I would rather have Pete Nance. I got, but here's the one thing: I, if he was to reclassify, I think it would be a mistake. I think G. G. Jackson, and we, 
we can give a firmer opinion on him than any of the other prospects that we normally talk about here because we've seen him multiple times in person. He's still rather raw. He he needs another year in high school. And the or, fact to that me, he knows that is a great sign of awareness or at, right. one, at one time knew that. But look, for Carolina this year, with, with what is expected, mm-hmm. and the expectation is to win an ACC championship and win a national championship – I'd much rather have a 6'10", fifth-year senior who's played in big-time games and big-time venues than a 6'11", freshman who's still figuring out who he is as a basketball player. That's what I'm saying. Now, again, but see, that's the thing is we're not – if you had to pick one of them, if if Gigi said, look, man, I'm reclassifying, and the, you're gonna take Gigi Jackson. And Carolina would have. Right, and that's the thing. They will never openly – Hubert Davis will never openly discuss that. That was – that that was that was well. You're there. not allowed to openly discuss that. But, but I'm yes, saying, like, that the, is no matter what option, happens. With yeah, him. that's an option that was that that had to have been communicated. Was there? There was an open spot. I'm assuming that. And look, I don't. To be honest, I have no idea how that works. I don't know if that is the same as. Like I don't know if that's something that you as a head coach can talk to a recruit about. I legally yeah, or you, if you I, are I had a coach talking about reclassifying. Oh yeah, he had he talked to you about reclassifying to a class 4 years older so you'd be graduated already cuz he didn't want you on the team. Um but like I I that's the thing I don't under like I don't know how that works, but in some way he knew that or Gigi had it laid out there. And now you're now you're telling me that all of a sudden now he wants to reclassify. I have no idea. It's it is the most confusing thing in the world. And that's why yeah, you you there's a reason to be nervous about where this is heading. But my thing is is I think this is almost kind of like the conference realignment talk that we had. There is nothing that you can do. You have to just sit back and 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 watch what happens. And this one unfortunately, I mean I'm going to tell you, by the time he actually decides where he, he wants to go to school, Carolina may be in the SEC or the Big Ten. Well, you know, like, the the, the thing is, is that um, if if he doesn't end up in Carolina, it won't be by his own choosing. It'll be it'll be a family-driven decision. Yeah, that's and, that's the thing that scares me for him. And, and what really you know. stinks, especially in this, this new world of NIL and stuff like that, like, I get some of those... Those hometown companies can can maybe do a little bit more for you. Um, Armando Baycott's going to bring in over five hundred thousand dollars in in NIL earnings this year because of where he plays. So you're not going to get the same exposure at South Carolina as you will at North Carolina playing in the ACC, playing in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. You know, you're still even even if Carolina loses what they what they're going to lose next season, you would figure they're still going to be a top ten to fifteen team nationally. So they're they're going to be on TV all the time. Like there is it, there is no legitimate argument to justify him decommitting from Carolina to go to South Carolina, other than the fact that his parents basically forced him to. Well, I mean, look, if and he, he doesn't want to make let, his parents mad, let's say that he actually did consider this in his own mind, and it comes out later on down the line, that, hey, I did actually look at this. My parents were not involved. I, I looked at this, and I wanted to change my commitment. It's it's always possible. These are high school kids. It happens. 
But when you when you see that from multiple sources that the parents seem to be strongly involved in the decision, yep. that's what that's what is a little bit scary. And look, here's the thing. You as a parent, you have that right. That is your child. You have a right to be involved in their recruitment. There's nothing that we can do about it. It's just, yeah, I mean, we would we would love to have them. But here's the thing. I've seen a couple of people, and I think this would be the best point to probably finish it up. I've seen some people that have said, if they lose him, then this sets the program back. This program just went to a national championship with a team that we thought midseason wasn't even going to make the NCAA tournament. With the first, with year, the first head- year head coach, head- who's going to be there for a long time. Folks, if that happens, Carolina's going to be They will okay. adjust. They will find other guys in this recruiting class. They will use the transfer port. They will do whatever they have to do. This would not be... The end of the world. I need people to realize that. This this doesn't ruin everything that Carolina's done by any stretch. And here's the other. We have no idea. This, this thing between Gigi and, and, and Wilcher, we, we've heard that this is a possibility. It has not been confirmed yeah. by any sort. It's not, hey, man, we are 100% a package deal. So he may not leave the class. So, folks, please take a breath. If it happens, it is what it is. They'll adjust. If not, you're getting a heck of a player coming to Carolina. Yep, and it's something that uh, we'll monitor it both right here on the Four Corners podcast as well as HeelToughBlog.com. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We'll get you this week's ad from DraftKings. Then we come back, closing notes before we get out of this edition of the show. As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better. Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy. Available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right, make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Whether you want to bet on this weekend's Mets and Marlins series or next weekend's Open Championship at St. Andrews. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code TBPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Really hope you guys are taking great advantage of all these great offers, uh, both here on the Four Corners podcast as well as the Heel Tough Blog podcast, betting on baseball, uh, golf, whichever one it is. I know I'll be spending some money this weekend on the Mets and Marlins series myself some closing notes for you guys if you missed brady manic well you can catch him in hornet summer league action starting on friday um he will make his hornet summer league debut at six o'clock and then the hornets do turn around and play again on sunday at 9 30 so as 
You, you can catch Brady Bird as he's trying to earn himself a roster spot in the NBA or the G League one way or another. Also, when is this going up? Tonight? Well, now it's kind of irrelevant because we're on talking on, on the air. Okay, but well, because if so, I do want to alert Toriel fans that on WFNZ, the station that we work at tomorrow, uh, he is going to be on with us in the morning, and then we will have a podcast. I'll I'll share it on my page just so that people can hear Brady talking. Um, apparently, I was not a, a a part of the interview. Uh, they did not let me interview him. Apparently, I am uh, I am not allowed to interview anybody uh, that is associated with the Tariels for the station. Uh, they are afraid that I'm going to go full. Um, Willie P. People that people that don't know that meant nothing to half the audience that is listening or more. But I did want to plug; he will be on the station, so keep an eye out for that because it's a it is going to be a great interview. So it was announced earlier this week that Michael Jordan, also known as the Goat of Basketball, he'll grace the cover of NBA 2K23, the fourth time MJ has been on the cover of the popular NBA video game. And these are some notes that I missed uh, from earlier in the last time we were on the the, the show this week. Mm. Theo Pinson, he re-signed a deal to return to the Dallas Mavericks for the upcoming 2022-23 season. For those of you that follow the NBA, kind of like he was with the Knicks and other places in the league, a big part of their culture, a big part of their team. 100% the reason why the Knicks didn't make the playoffs this year. <laughs> I believe of, that. A big part of their bench, and he'll be back uh, with, with with the Mavericks next season. And Justin Jackson, this is roughly five days ago, so Team USA has played more games since then, but in a World Cup, in a World Cup qualifying game against Puerto Rico, he did tie the USA men's uh, scoring mark with 26 points. So um, Justin Jackson is... He hasn't found himself a spot yet in the NBA. He's kind of bounced around between the NBA, the G League, and even some overseas action as well, but is balling out for Team USA as they're qualifying for the upcoming World Cup later this summer. So this is going to wrap up this edition of the show, but we do encourage you guys to go to the website, HeelToughBlog.com, for the latest football and basketball coverage. Kind of dead right now on the basketball front with but with a busy month of AAU events upcoming, you expect Hubert Davis to be busy on the recruiting trail for the 2023 class and beyond. We'll still await in a conference schedule and many more things for Carolina's upcoming basketball season. As for football, it was a massive week of recruiting for Mac Brown. They got eight recruits in eight days. Anthony has you covered with all those guys. And before you know it, we'll be getting you ready for the upcoming season with position previews. The, the the football program comes to Charlotte in a couple weeks for ACC kickoff. And we'll be getting you ready for what figures to be a, uh, a very important year for Mac Brown on the football field. The good news is, is that coaches who have been at Carolina going into their fourth season, they have a cumulative record of 8-3 and three in their four seasons in Chapel Hill. So history tells us that the Tar Heels should be rather competitive on the football field. So get to the website, HeelToughBlog.com, for the latest football and basketball coverage. As for the podcast, you know where to find us. Every major podcasting platform, most notably Spreaker, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, you name it. Just search the Four Corners Podcast and we will pop up. You can like and review the podcast right there if you want to. But most importantly, we encourage you guys to hit that subscribe button. That way you don't miss any editions of the show throughout the remainder of the basketball off season. 
was going to wrap up this edition of the pod. You want to thank Anthony for hosting with me. want to thank you guys for listening. And as always, go Tar Heels. The Four Corners Podcast is a proud member of the Basketball Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter at HoopsPodNet or visit our website, www.thebasketballpodcastnetwork.com to find the best basketball podcast.